Get you some radio. Here's the thing. People, we sit out here and we wait for business. And this is the days of old where we stood out on point, Terry, and we waited for the up, right? The, 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 the old up. And, you, and, and the problem with that is, is you're, you're not creating anything. You're not creating your opportunities. You're waiting on your opportunities. And the problem is, is when you wait on things, then you're at the mercy of advertising, uh, economy, um, basically everything, right? I don't ever want to be that guy anymore. Now, 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 your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show with your host, the vice president of making shit happen, Terry Lancaster. Hey everybody, welcome to the Get You Some Radio Show. Terry Lancaster here, and today's guest uh, got an interesting story. Guy moves from living in paradise, on the beach, selling cars, selling a lot of cars, doing okay, on the beach in Florida, and for some reason, he decides that he's going to move to backwater Kentucky, the middle of nowhere Kentucky. Why would my guy do that? Because he went to the second largest used car dealership in the country, Dan Cummins Chevrolet. They're selling cars left and right all over the country. They've got a great culture there, and he was able to do that because of what he's done over the last two years, going from being a nobody to being a somebody by building his own brand. I don't know if you, if you know him or not, Sean Hayes, he's the woo guy. If you, if you haven't seen these videos, I don't know, I'll see how I'm doing it right. Woo! He starts every video, and he's been doing it for two years. He's been on my video screen. I'm happy to have him today. Sean Hayes from Dan Cummins Chevrolet coming up next right after this. Make more friends. Sell more cars. 97% of car shoppers say they would prefer to know their salesperson before they ever set foot in the dealership. People buy from people they know, like, and trust, and they refer their family and friends to people they know, like, and trust. Visit TerryLancaster.org to learn how your sales staff can get more reviews, more referrals, and more repeat business by building better, stronger, more authentic relationships online and in real life. TerryLancaster.org Sean, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man. Nice to see you. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to have you on. I've been watching the story. I've been watching what you guys, uh, what you get, what you've been doing, and especially what y'all have been doing over at Dan Cummins, and and how you moved up to Dan's Cummins uh, to, to to join the team there, which is an interesting move. I've I've seen a couple of folks do that, so we'll talk about that in a minute. But I'll, I'm had, having you on today because you have a new book coming out for automotive salespeople. The book's called Build Your Brand because you building your brand is what allowed you to become the sales manager for the second largest used car dealership in the country and what allowed you to move from Florida to the middle of nowhere in Kentucky to do what you've been doing. So tell us about the book and then we'll do the backstory and go back and see how, how you got there from here. But tell us about the book you got coming out and what that's going to do for everyone. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's called Build Your Brand. And the reason I wanted, I thought it was important to make this book for the automotive industry is there's not a lot of uh, books out there or really a blueprint for a automotive salesperson on how to market and build their, build their name in the industry. There's a lot of books on building companies, building their brand and building the dealership's brand. But as far as an individual, how do you get your name out there? How do you market yourself? How do you do it properly and what not to do? And um, I just felt like I'd done a pretty good job with it. 
And I felt like a lot of people asked me so much on what to do and what not to do. And I said, well, forget that. Why don't I just go ahead and put it in an actual book form and yeah. uh, maybe somebody will read it, you know? Yeah. And uh, is, is, is the book out now? When's it coming out? Uh, it'll be, uh, it should be back from the uh, uh, publisher next week. I should have it in hand by uh, the end of next week. And then it uh, should be out to some of the clients uh, the following week. Yeah. It'll be out this month. Well, good. I'm, I'm excited. I uh, Thank you so much for sending me an advanced copy. I got a chance to read some of it over the weekend and, and, and great stuff in there. Of course, I'm a, I'm a big preacher for what you're, I'm, I'm in the choir, so you're preaching to the choir. So I, I, I'm, I'm a believer and uh, I'm smelling what you're putting down. I, uh, the, the book grabbed me right, right from the beginning in the intro because you had a quote it really stuck with me. I mean, branding is what I, I, I tell everyone. I have a, uh, I have a uh, superpower because I've raised three teenage daughters and I can actually hear when someone rolls their eyes at me. And I get that a lot when I start talking about branding. Uh, you, know, everyone, you know, personal branding, there's a lot of confusion as to what it exactly is. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But it, right, right, right in the introduction of the book, you said that, that over the next 10 years, car sales will become 90% marketing and just 10% the actual sales process, that the act of selling is going to become much less important than the act of marketing and branding is part of the act of marketing. So tell me about that and how, you, how did you come to that conclusion and what does that mean for the average salesperson in America? Well, I believe in the car industry, we spend so much time on training of the sales process, the road to the sale, the sales acumen, getting better at that kind of stuff, but really nobody knows how to market themselves properly, right? We, we were supposed to be individual, uh, I don't know, in, in, individual businesses inside of a business. But really, when it comes down to it, a lot of people don't know how to do that properly. So right. I have seen more and more and more with the customer now doing 12 to 16 hours of research before they ever enter a dealership that uh, the customers are more savvy. They know more about the cars. They know more about you and the dealership. And in general, they're choosing who they want to do business with. And right. if that's the case, if, if really it's not about if they can get by this car anywhere and then they can find the lowest price online, then you um, need to uh, separate yourself from the competitors out there. And I really think that this is something that we need to get better at because I believe the more and more people that are doing that, the less apt they're going to be just to roll into dealerships. Terry, you probably know a few years ago when I got into the car business, most of your customers that walked in would go in at least plan to go to three to four dealerships. You know, right. that was kind of the thing, man. They go here, there, there. And then on the fourth one, they would either buy there or buy one of the previous ones. But now they're only going to like one and a half. And if that's the case, how do you get to be part of that one and a half? And the best way to do that is to provide value to them, right? To, to some way you got to stand out and show them why you are different and why you can bring them value. So the best way to do that is to market yourself. And that's uh, what I think a lot of people don't know how to do it properly. Well, and that, that's a big switch. That's a, that, that's a pretty big switch in the head that, that, that a salesperson has to make, and especially if you've been doing this for any time and you're used to being, you're, you're not a marketer, you're a salesperson. The, the, the you know, marketing brings in the customers, the dealership does the advertising, the, they, they buy the leads and, and, and all, they line them up and all you have to do is knock them down and, but that's not the way the world works anymore. How, do you, how does someone who that is, a, that is kind of an odd situation, that how, how, did they, how do you make that switch in your head? How do you get that light switch to go off that my job is marketing now? Well, when you're tired of sitting around waiting for the business to create opportunities from you and they're coming in at less 
um, less and less, I need to get become better at it. So you need to figure out how to do it. Um, I guess it was easier for me than maybe other people, but I've messed up a lot. I failed a lot. It was really throwing spaghetti against the wall because I said there really wasn't a blueprint, right? I right. kind of had to see what stuck. You know, what was what was some things that worked? What was some things that not worked, right? How, right. What did I get a good response on? I found social media was one of the best ways for me to get to draw attention quickly, right? Market myself to my community. Um, and uh, I, I really believe that if you show value to people, so much value, not, not salesy, not going on and saying, come on down, I got a big sale, not uh, come on down, you know, we're slashing prices right, right now. I believe that is the improper way to sell, to market yourself. I believe the best way to do it is just to provide value, so much value in your marketplace and in your community that people actually feel bad if they don't buy from you, right? <laughs> and that, that was my theory. I'm just right. going to keep providing value, 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 value. And you'll, you'll, you'll kind of put yourself up as the expert in your community on that subject. And that was the approach I took. I want to be the expert in my community. When people think about cars, even if they don't know me, they've seen me in their time feed and they're like, man, hold on, I need a car. This guy keeps popping him up in my, and I've watched him. He seems like he knows what he's talking about. He doesn't want anything. He's not coming on and being salesy. He's just providing value uh, to me and to other people. Let me go ahead and check him out. And that was my theory at the time. Yeah. How did it work out for you? Well, it's worked out pretty good, actually. Uh, you know, not only were customers coming in, but I, you get a lot of benefit uh, in other areas, too. You know, it allows for side hustles. It allows for you to make financial, uh, um, get, get financial gain in other areas. So I just, I, I really, really believe that um, you can change your life by creating a brand. Yeah. Not just get more customers in. I really believe you can change your life uh, by branding yourself. Well, that, that, that's, that, that's kind of my thing. The story you tell the world changes your world. and It's going to change your world in ways you can't even begin to imagine right now because you're not there yet. But it'll, uh, right. it, it, it'll make dramatic changes for you. But I wanted to ask you that you, you, talked, about, um, you talked about adding value. And this is the thing I mean, that, we, that we hear a lot. You have to add value. You have to be of value. And you have to bring value. And, but let's be specific because, again, most of, these, most of the salespeople, they're not marketers. They're, they're salesperson. What exactly does that mean, deliver value? What were you doing to deliver value to your customers that was, that was so valuable to them? What, 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 what does someone do? to be a value? Well, everybody knows their customers have pain points, right? Everybody, everybody goes to buy things and they hate uh, one level of buying th something, right? They, they just have something they don't like, you know, whether in, in the car business is synonymous for this. They, you know, they, they hate how long it takes. They hate the back and forth. They hate, there's things that you know that are pain points. Well, I believe if you kind of find those pain points, and you can bring value to those customers to show them how to do it better, how to get more for the trade, how to, uh, to not uh, fall victim to the bait and switch, how to, I mean, just all these things. And you do videos on that and you're just bringing value. You're not attracting the customer. You're not saying, come on down. I got best prices. I can get you at $1.99 a month or I can do this or I can do that. You just literally go into every situation and market yourself by providing them value with things that they hate. Uh, about buying cars. If that's my industry, that's what I talked about. I talked about the pain points of what people hate about buying cars. Now, it kind of went into a different way with me where I 
got into more of a training and helping other salespeople across the industry. But I saw a great need of that and teaching them on how to become better and help their community um, with the uh, car buying process. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the one that was, that was one of the great things that, that I like from the book about using video to address customers' pain points, the how, the how to get more for your trade, to how not to get taken, to how to save more money, to how to get the best finance rates, creating how-to videos to address customers' pain points. But then I was going to ask you because you said that the path you've chosen to take is not the same path that you recommend for other salespeople to take because you, you separate it from that road along the way from addressing customers' pain points to addressing salespeople's pain points. So the, you, 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 try to, uh, you, you mentioned in the book that for salespeople, you need to be focused on not on other salespeople, not on helping people become better salespeople, not on uh, changing the automotive industry, but making each individual customer's experience better and addressing their pain points and staying on that road. Yeah, well, I saw there was a need in the in in the auto industry for this. This was a need, so I wanted to be that guy that kind of filled that void. Okay, I I, I wanted to be able. Uh, I saw there was a need for training, for help, for leadership, for you know uh, just all the things that that I talk about all the time. So I believe that if I believe that exposure is exposure, Terry. Mm-hmm. Period. Whether it had exposure to do with buying or selling a car or exposure in general. And I felt that if people don't know who you are, right, they can't find you, period. So I felt like a passion of mine and something that, that, that I wanted to follow was helping others. Now, I didn't really, it didn't provide a lot of my customers value, but what it did provide was exposure. Right. And they saw me out there providing help to people that I believe needed it and being an expert in my field and that exposure still made them come to me. So I didn't have to be talking about cars. And this is the thing that I do talk about a lot is that you can go this road or you can go that road. It really doesn't matter. What it matters is exposure in your community. And if you have it, you can become the expert when it comes to what you're talking about. And at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to get, right? That's what marketing is. It's exposure, period, right? So that's all I was trying to get was more and more exposure. Now, I believe if you really feel passionate about something, then you can do it well. And I was passionate about helping others. So that's why I threw myself into that, the way kind of the road that I went, because I felt like I, I could get more exposure if I felt passionate every day to get up and do it. See, I get up, I mean, there's a lot required to do this and to build a brand. I mean, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning every day, right? Every day, writing out a video, right? Figuring out ways that I can prep my mind and become better and become stronger. And like, you know, so there's a lot of work involved with that. And if I'm going to do all that work and stay consistent with it and discipline and do what's required for me to build my brand and exposure that way, I have to feel passionate about it. And that's why I kind of threw myself in that side because I knew it would have sustained long-term value for me and for others. Yeah, I think I think that's the really the switch that again that it's hard for, hard for people to grasp on that you don't really even actually I mean forget about the the car business one way or another if you if you were passionate about cookies if you're passionate about high school football uh, high school football is a great example because you, you you talk in the book about finding your unsold Harrys you're, you're picking your target market well if your target market happens to be the people who live in your small town. Uh, then, then, then you're passionate about high school football in your small town, and that's a great thing for you to be talking about every day because there are going to be a lot of people 
who happen to be potential customers for you, your unsold Harry's, who are passionate about that same thing, and they're going to be able to, to hear you talking about it. That's exactly right. Like, it, so, so understand this. It doesn't really matter what you're talking about as long as you're gaining exposure, right? So like, if, like you said, you come in a, in a small town in Texas, right? College football is king or high school football is king then what would prevent you from talking about high school football and building up an audience about that, but they still know what you do for a living, right? If you can build up a following and people that follow you and, and you bring value to their life, when it comes to them purchasing what you sell, okay, you're going to be the first one that's on their mind and they're going to want to support you because you're, you're providing value in their life. And that's my belief. So you can go with the unsold Harry of only targeting um, what you do for a living, or you can go off what I did and find your passion because a lot of people aren't going to find passion in that, Terry. They're just yeah. not. They're not going to stay disciplined with it and they're not going to do it every day. And that's the, one of the biggest problems in marketing is a lot of people aren't consistent enough and, and, and they don't stay disciplined in what they're trying to build. But I saw that that would bore me. Okay, that bored yeah. me a little bit just doing that. What I really found passion in and how I knew I would stay disciplined in it is finding something that I'm passionate about and then going all in with that and then building up your clientele through exposure that way. So there's two ways to market it, I believe. Yeah. And you, you went all in with video. You decided early on that, that you weren't a writer, that you didn't want to write blogs and, or that, that wasn't going to be your thing. You turned, you turned out and you've written a book now, but you, uh, you, you started out in video. In the book, you said that one minute of video is worth 1.8 million words. Why, why video? What's so important about that? Oh, well, video, there's so much personality in video, right? There's so much. I, I think about this. When you watch TV, right, or you have watched TV in your life, you feel like these people are like, you know, you feel some camaraderie with them, right? They, you watch them. They, they become, a, a, you know, a regular watcher of that. You DVR it. Uh, you, you find out about these actors. You find out about them. Well, I feel like uh, video is kind of like the phone of the future, right? Or I mean, the TV of the future, your phone right there. They're, yeah. they're feeling one-on-one -on -one with you. You're speaking right to them. There's not, you know, it's just a more of a personable way than me writing a blog, right? I just think blogs are great, uh, but I feel like I can be more personable. You can see my reaction. You can see my tone. You can see me, uh, you know, my, my facial expressions. I can smile at you, right? We just, I feel like it's a more of a personable thing, and that's why I think it brings so much more value. Now, don't get me wrong. Video is not for everybody. Not everybody's going to be good at video, mm -hmm. right? But God bless everybody with some kind of talent. Whatever your talent is, you need to find out what that is, and you need to maximize it. I believed I was good at video. I believe I'm good at speaking. I'm good at, I'm good at uh, making people understand what I'm trying to say, right? And so I, I said, well, that's the tool. That's my vehicle to get my word out, where some people probably aren't going to have that same, um, you know, they're not going to be as good at video that, as I would, and maybe writing is more their thing. So whatever your thing is, it doesn't matter. Just go all in with your thing and, and maximize your exposure with it. But you, you, you aren't good at video right out of the gate, right? Yeah, I, I, started, I started doing really, really well. Um, I, you know, what's funny is when I first did the videos, Terry, I deleted them like a hundred times, man, <laughs> you know, and they probably weren't even that bad, but I was trying right. to be per perfect. And here's the problem and something, actually a light bulb went off along the way. It's not about being perfect. hundred percent. It's, it's, it's about relating to your audience and perfect isn't relating. Yeah. See, 
that when people spend all this money to make things perfect and they spend all this money to like, you know, uh, all this editing and stuff, I've never edited one of my videos ever because that's really not what I'm about. What I'm about is relating to my audience in an authentic way, right? Letting them know my imperfections, um, things I'm trying to do, things I'm relating to them. See, at the end of the day, if you just go out there and talk honestly and openly and quit worrying about perfect, then you become more relatable to your audience. And that in turn is what you want, really, right? Yeah. We, people don't want perfect, but so many times when, we, when I held that camera up that first time, I, I erased it probably for the first two months, a hundred times doing them because I was trying to be perfect. And then somewhere along the way, I said, no, man, that's not what people want. I don't want perfect from other people. I want real from other people. So then I took a step back and said, just let it, just be real. Yeah, and you, you even talk about that in the book, that perfection is, is in, imperfection is becoming a marketing technique. If you, if, you yeah. watch, if you watch TV commercials now and video commercials on, on Facebook, they're all imperfect. They're a guy sitting out in his car on his phone and, and they're, they're imperfectly perfect because they're just real people being real. And, and that's becoming the, uh, the, the status quo in marketing. Slick is not uh, as important as it used to be. Yeah, I... I I said I say that all the time. You know, I, I don't know if I coined the phrase, but I sure said it a while back, and it it, it really flowed out of my uh, mouth because it's true. My imperfection is my perfection, yeah. and whoever you are and who you truly are, not the person you want other people to think you are. But if you if you're really truly that person every single day, it's easy to be that person every single day. And I don't care where I came from, and I don't care about what mess I came along the way. That was part of my growth process and my journey. And the best part of it is everybody else has a very similar journey. So if you just allow people into that journey and you just be yourself, that imperfection can be actually the perfect marketing tool. Yeah. Where, where did the woo come from? Woo! I used to, well, actually, I did it on, on, on accident. Uh, it wasn't a planned thing. I was so excited because how my life was changing. Yeah. Like really, it became uh, one day I went to go live and I just felt so excitement for today's video because I really thought it was going to be impactful. It was a Monday after a long weekend. Um, and I just had been, I've been growing so much, Terry, that I saw my life changing and it was really out of just uh, excitement. I went, woo, like that, <laughs> right? Because yeah. I was so excited. And then after that, it kind of just stuck. And next thing I know, that was like my thing, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. Uh, the, the, you, you talked about, uh, you talk a lot of in the vi about, about videos and about, about being yourself and about putting yourself out there. But then uh, in, in the book, you talk a lot about the value of social proof and social proof in the car business means customer reviews. I love the story you told in there about the, uh, about the reviews, the guy who created the imaginary restaurant. So if you would tell us, tell us that story and then let's talk about reviews in the car business. Reviews in the car business. Um, well, I think they're probably going to be the most important thing, Terry, to be yeah. totally frank with you. Uh, I believe if everybody is going to be doing online research before they not only find their dealership in the car, but the actual salesperson, then you better get as many reviews as you can. And you got to get social proof of people who know you, who believe in you. And I even, I, I believe that it's going to be, it's important today, but I believe in the future, it's going to be more and more imperative that you have this. You've got, you have to have that, I believe in the future. 
Yeah. The, the story in the book is the guy, the guy was writing fake reviews and he invented this imaginary restaurant and, uh, and the imaginary restaurant was booked up with reservations for months in advance because people were reading about it and it got to be such a big deal that, uh, you know, they, they, they got in trouble for, for creating these fake reviews because the restaurant became too popular. They did. It was really funny. Actually, I read that online and I was like, wow, I was blown away. And I, and I did some more in-depth uh, research to find out if it was true. And it really, really was. And yeah. you can make you can make anything sound good online, right? So, yeah. so uh, you know, it's, it's very, very important to get the reviews. In fact, you can take a, a, a dealership or, I mean, a restaurant that isn't even real and you get enough people to uh, do reviews about it. Next thing I know, it's the hot thing, right? So you can become that hot thing or you can become that cold thing if you don't have any reviews. So here's the thing. People, we sit out here and we wait for business. And this is the days of old where we stood out on point, Terry, and we waited for the up, right? The, 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 the old up. And, you, and, and the problem with that is, is you're, you're not creating anything. You're not creating your opportunities. You're waiting on your opportunities. And the problem is, is when you wait on things, then you're at the mercy of advertising, uh, economy, um, basically everything, right? I don't ever want to be that guy anymore. I, yeah. I have, we have, we have at our fingertips the number one tool there ever was, I believe, because it's cheap, it's affordable, I can get it to anybody I want, I can target my market, I don't even have to, like, the, the ways we used to market were expensive right? They're very expensive. TV, print, ads, all this stuff, radio, that is very expensive. And you can't even target the market you want to attack, right? So with this, I have social media, a phone really is all I need to create the same kind of dynamic I have with uh, old style marketing. Don't you agree? Oh, I agree 100%. You, you, that, that thing in your hand is, is a more powerful camera than CBS News had 15 years ago. It's, the most, it's more powerful than, you know, you couldn't have, you couldn't have bought that good a camera for um, millions of dollars 20 years ago and you're sitting, sitting in everybody's pocket and you can reach the entire world with the push of a button. And, but you don't and even have fun. to reach the entire world and, and it's fun. <laughs> you're right. Fun. Yeah. I mean, you, every, day I, every day I use it, I became, I, I can say whatever I want. I can, uh, I can, uh, give any opinion I want, you know, and I, I, I just believe it's more fun. I was getting bored of my career. I really, really, truly was, Terry. I was sitting yeah. in dealership and I was, even though I was the number one salesman in my dealership for 11 years, I was bored to death because I, I, I had lost passion and inspiration in waiting on things. Right. So I said, let me find, I don't need a new career. I just need to find passion within it. And social media allowed me that because now I am in charge of marketing myself and building my brand. And I found a passion that re reignited my career. And, uh, you know, it brought me here to uh, Dan Cummins, which is really cool. Yeah. And, then, and that's, a, that's a great story there. Tell, tell us the Dan Cummins story. You guys are selling cars everywhere. How, how, this little one little dealership in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, is, 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 is a legend in the industry now. What, what are you guys doing there? How is this happening? <laughs> Well, it's, it's really, really smart. Um, they, they understand social media and they understand how important it is to market yourself and all the rest. So Dan Cummins, basically these, the two brothers that bought it from the father, they, they bought it. It wasn't given. They bought it from him. And seven years ago, it was selling 120 cars a month. And through growth and through a very uh, smart business model, as well as great advertising and, and social media, um, they've grown it to where uh, in, in March, last March, they sold a thousand cars that month and they average about 800 to 
anywhere from 800 to 900 cars every month in a small town of 8,000 people. You got that right. 8,000 people 8, selling 800 cars a month. How does <laughs> one do that, right? Well, mm -hmm. it's great ownership, obviously. They've hired the right people in place in all the positions. Um, it's the best of the best. I'm telling you, I work with some amazing people in every facet of this organization, but they, they market well, they advertise well, and their business model is to um, take a lot of the business from a lot of our, our, a lot of our uh, local <laughs> dealerships. They kick their butt. They do a really, really good job. And, and they've embraced allowing the salespeople to build a business within the business because, you know, if that, you know, a, lot of, a lot of dealers, they don't want anything to do with this. They, they, they are, they're, scared, you know, they're scared because it's unknown and uh, they, they kind of hold, the, hold their salespeople back from, from really cutting loose with this. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either, Terry. I don't get it why dealerships don't buy into it. I know the negatives of it. Okay, well, you represent my company. Uh, you know, what happens if you leave, you take that customer with you. But here's what I'm saying. If you don't buy into this, you're going to really get left behind because there's too many dealerships that are buying into it and their people are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and they're going to attract their customers and you're going to be sitting there saying, I wish I would, I could have, you know, where you could have, all you have to do, if, if you're so worried about the content that they're going to put out, then you can monitor it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not hard, right? But you have to support it. You have to, you know, you have to, you have to support this because this is the future. This yeah. is the present and the future, but it's even going to be more and more prevalent. And, you know, I believe the people that don't buy into this are the same people that thought internet was going to be a fad, right? right. But it's right. not. It's not. You really, I believe within the next few years that every single dealership across the country is going to have like a social media, either coordinator, they're going to have a, uh, you know, a, a videographer on staff, you know, to run outside and do a video real quick about marketing. I mean, I just think that's the way to go. And if you are not doing, if you're not going that way, there's going to be too many dealerships that are going to eat you up. They're going to gobble you up. And all you're going to have is your local, uh, you know, guy that doesn't, I mean, you know, you're only going to be like we right now, we, we sell cars in West Virginia. I mean, a lot. West Virginia, Ohio, Tennessee, um, Michigan, all these that surround us. Yeah. Right. And that's only because like, they would have never heard of this if it wasn't for social media and branding. Yeah. So, so uh, this is the part of the show where we're, we're wrapping it up and I promise everyone if they will, if they'll give me 25, 30 minutes a week and they'll listen to me run my mouth with my friends and talk about the things that I'm passionate about, which is a hundred percent reason that I started the show. So I can have interesting conversations with interesting people, completely, completely selfish reasons. If it, I promise them if they'll sit through with me and they'll, they'll listen to this and they'll watch this, that I will give them one thing that they can do one action step that they can put into place today. As soon as they put down the phone to start making their life and their business better. And, and most everyone is watching this. This is for salespeople. These are for the local guy. Boots on the ground. You eat, eat what they kill. If you had to give one action tip to someone who, who really hadn't jumped into this all the way, or maybe anywhere along the spectrum, what action tip would you tell them to start to get involved in branding themselves and building their own business? Well, I would say to take action. Um, the best action tip I can give you is to take action. And what freezes people the most times is trying to worry about everything be, being perfect and have a plan, right? All the way, like they wanna plan everything out. And it's like, the problem is, is you get, you get frozen. You get paralysis by analysis and you're more worried about what the outcome of instead of the actual action. And I say, look at this. I didn't have a plan when I first got started. March of 2017, I didn't even have a Facebook account. This is actual truth. So mm -hmm. I didn't even have a Facebook account. 
I, I started one and went right into it without having a plan, without, you know, asking 20 people on what I should do and like, you know, polling people and stop doing that. Because when you poll everybody and you ask too many questions, the problem is, is you delay the process and you never do anything. Just figure out what you want to do, what you want to say, what your voice is on the subject or whatever you want to talk about and just put it to action. Go do it. Build your brand. Get your logo. Get your, I mean, it shouldn't take you months and months to do this because it didn't take me months and months to do this. Mm -hmm. So I just want, I really, all this, you know, is, is, is kind of easy as long as you put action to it. It's really not that hard, Terry. It's just, yeah. we make it rocks, rocket science. We want to make it harder than it actually is. It really, really isn't. Just have a voice on something. Go out there every day, stay disciplined, stay structured, and, um, and, and don't, that's another thing I want to make sure I get across to you, is don't do it temporarily or once in a while. This is something, if you want to get really good at it and attract the amount of business you want to attract, is you have to stay disciplined and structured and do it daily, right? Um, and stay consistent in it every day. All right. So if we wanted to get in touch with you, if you wanted a copy of the book, how do we do that? Uh, the copy of the book, it's free, guys. All you got to go in, in there is pay for shipping. It's www.buildyourbrandthebook.com. And uh, you can just click on that. It'll come to you and it'll be a blueprint on how to build your brand. It's 201 pages long. And uh, other than that, I'm on Facebook, Sean Hayes, Your Car Guy. And I'm on Instagram, Your Car Guy Sean. So that's basically how you can get a hold of me. Sean Hayes, Dan Cummins, Chevrolet Brother, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Reach out if there's anything I can do for you. Thanks, sir. Take care, right. man. Appreciate you, man. Get you some radio. You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.